Hey, Walt. I listened to the um the episode with Diego. Um, so peep this. So I put my phone in my pocket, right? And then like I had my AirPods in, and so some something just starts playing, and I know this is your voice. So I look down, and it's on that episode. I don't know how I got to the episode, considering my phone was in my pocket, but it was definitely worth the listen. That is fire. Keep it up, my nigga. I see you. Keep grinding. Keep working. You got shit. I'm back, bitch. Wise people. It's safe to say. It ain't safe to say. But I'm about to say a whole lot. I'm gonna start by saying this, bro. Uh, it's too dirty to play it safe. I stay out the way. What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, people? Welcome to another episode of Flavoring Your Ear, hosted by none other than your boy, Mac Drew Wop, and we bring you guys episode 25. And we're kicking it just like that with you guys. Um, You can be anywhere in the world today, but you're here with us. You're here with me, tapping in with me, man. So I'm just appreciative. I'm appreciative of the community that we're building. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. That's what wins the race, right? So as we take time off, as we perfect the craft as we build on our community, uh, on our fan base, on our topics, on our conversations with others, man. It's just being a beautiful journey. Look, I started this shit because I've been blessed and fortunate enough to have conversations with great people. I'm also a learner. I'm just on my own personal journey of learning and gravitating towards information. And the fact that I can bring you guys with me is just a blessing in itself. So for those who are new, and you may not know what we're bringing here, this is what I'm going to tell y'all to do. Go and follow the Instagram. That's Flavoring Your Ear, F-L-A-V-R, in your ear, on IG. That can keep you up with what the newest episodes, when they come out, it can keep you guys up with, like, updates or things that I come across, sometimes quotes, motivation, speeches, um, what's happening around the world, just things of that nature, a lot of reposts. Uh, we just keep it real funky over there. There ain't too much of a blueprint. We just keeping it groovy and keeping it funky, and it translates back to the podcast, right? Which it all started with the podcast. So, and if you're new or if you haven't already, go back and listen to episode 24 with my boy Diego. He tapped in with me all the way from Memphis, Tennessee, and came all the way out to Nashville and do a have a conversation with your boy. So, we got more in store together as well, and pretty soon we'll be changing up the location. Of what we're doing, I'm not going to give that out just yet, but a lot of things in store. Very excited for the future of this podcast, man, and new equipment, new things, new things on the way, and so, look, we just going to have a good time and um, bring you guys good content, you know what I'm saying? So, just like that, we're going to kick off the episode, very short episode. Um, this time, we're not having a conversation with anybody. You guys got me today, so... Let's get straight into it, man. Let's not waste any time and kick off the episode. This is episode 25 with your boy Matt Drew up. Let's get it. That's like one of my newest favorite beats that I just purchased, right? Hey, as we progress with the podcast, man, I got to do little things different, man. Y'all know we've always kicked it with the sounds and the beats and whatnot, but 
as we try to push this thing forward, making actual money and coins from this, we gotta do things the legal way. So, you know, just purchase some newest beats and this one fits, man. It's like that Benny the Butcher type beat, man. That aggressive New York Buffalo style, right? But look, let's get straight into the episode, man. So look, one of the things that I've been doing in the past recent weeks, and I'm sure everybody's been doing it, but I got caught up with Snowfall. Um, I got introduced to Snowfall years ago, but like I finally got around to watching it because I didn't have Hulu. I didn't have nothing that it was coming on, coming on, right? Been known about John Singleton. Been rock with those type of films. Uh, my favorite movie is Menace to Society. I'm an L.A. nigga. Y'all already know. Um, anything L.A. is my type of stilo. And I also like drugs when it comes to movies and TV series. You know, Narcos was probably one of my favorite shows. And then, of course, Power, right? So, I could see how Snowfall would fall in line to the things that would grab and gravitate towards my attention and had me binge watching some stuff so look as we all know they just finished season four so we can't tap in on thursdays and watch the newest episode but one of the things that i wanted to talk about is another thing that i like i'm not a fictional type person i like things that really happen um i love the fact that snowfall is based on true events um past events even if there is some fiction to it it's still related towards a certain story so like franklin is based off freeway ricky ross and his story in itself is crazy right that's a wild story but look we're not going to get into that into particular right but there's a certain character in snowfall that i would like to address a little bit more and that is the asian reporter that was reporting on the drug trade and pretty much connecting franklin to reed and how franklin connects to like the crack in la and shit so she's actually based off of a real person my boy sent me this social media and i had to like double check just to make sure it was real and her character is based off of a man named gary stephen webb and so gary webb was working and he was hired by the san jose mercury news shout out to san jose i got the chance to visit san jose uh last summer so he was working for the mercury news and back then he published a story called the Dark Alliance series. It was a three-part series released in 1996. So pretty much the series examined the origins of the crack cocaine trade in Los Angeles and claimed that the members of the anti-communist Contra rebels in Nicaragua have played a major role in creating the trade using cocaine profits to finance their fight against the government in Nicaragua. It also stated that the Contras may have acted with the knowledge and the protection of the Central Intelligence Agency, which is known as the CIA. And this pretty much, this series provoked a whole lot of outrage in both directions, not only with, you know, the people in the drug trade, but also with the CIA and also with other news publications. So just to give the cliff notes of what happened with this, um, so Gary Webb comes out with this story. I believe that he was a journalist that got tipped off about what was going on, dove straight into it, and once the story actually piqued interest, of course it hit airwaves everywhere. It broke the news like how a big internet story today would. It was talked about everywhere. The result of it pretty much, not only did it put more pressure onto Gary Webb, it 
it felt like everybody came at him from what I've read. It felt that the LA Times came at him, the New York Times came at him, the Washington Post. Um, every news article came at this man in a way where pretty much to debunk his whole story. And the reason for that was because his story had flaws to it. So in his story, he points out to three different key members. He pointed out Rick Ross, and he pointed out two Nicaraguans that were, one, living in the United States that the Central Intelligence Agency knew about, and then another one that was a big member um, in the drug trade but also was funding profits from the drug trade towards the, towards the war that was happening in Nicaragua. It was an anti-communist war going on that the United States was backing up. And the thing is this, the information that Gary actually exposed, it wasn't new. In 1985, um, it was known that these Contra rebel groups were part of the drug trafficking trade. The fact that we were backing them up and they were known to to, uh, traffic drugs and they were known to have a list of human violations acts, so like terrorist acts and every type of thing, but yet we still use white propaganda to back them in their war. Y'all know America is completely anti-communist, so it doesn't matter what's going on. They're going to be on that side regardless, even if that means that the CIA is complacent to the fact that we're having a war on drugs in the United States, yet we know that we're back in a particular side, and they're funding those drugs back into the country, right? So it's a whole lot of things, right? But there was flaws in the series. There was a lot of things that people can manipulate in that series, and they came at this man. They came at Gary. They pretty much um, decredited him. The same news article and the editors didn't get behind him, and ultimately he ended up losing his job. He ended up working as an investigator on further things, but his career just was never able to take off past that series. And with a journalist, the only thing that you have is your accreditation. So once people take that away from you, you pretty much have lost any, pretty much done lost all credibility. Here's the thing. Ultimately, in 2004, Gary Webb committed suicide or reportedly committed suicide um, with two gunshot wounds to the head. Of course, people are going to ask questions because it's like, how does someone commit suicide with two bullets to the head? According to the corridor, it's possible, but very rare. Also kind of sounds like a hit, but the same token, I don't know. I wasn't there. So there's actually a movie about Gary Webb. It's called Kill the Messenger, and that came out in 2014, 10 years after his death. So I would advise anybody, including myself, I'm going to probably try to check that out. But, yeah, it's just interesting, man. It's just interesting. Where a lot of people now say, just to close this up, a lot of people say where people found the flaws in his reporting and just exploited those. Nobody really took the time to look into the CIA and pretty much like dive deeper into what do they know. Because it's like even in the story where she connects Franklin to Reed and is able to give a name, Gary wasn't able to connect it to a particular department or to a particular person in the CIA. And he never put that he had contact with anybody from the CIA. The thing is, it became a lot of he say, she say. He said he reached out to him, got no calls back, and they said that they, he never reached out to him. So when stuff like that gets tricky, it's like, who do we believe, right? So anyway, man, yeah, I check it out, man. I'll do a little further research. I just wanted to give you guys the cliff notes of 
this man named Gary Webb that lived to pretty much expose too much way before his time and ultimately paid, you know, the price of it. I guess the ultimate price was probably depression, loneliness, and ultimately it went to the end, you know. So, unfortunately, he didn't get his roles while he was alive, but, you know, they they came out with a movie about him, and, you know, his story still kind of lives on today through Snowfall. So, it kind of goes into my last subject that I want to talk about before we get up out of here, and that's just pretty much 420 just passed. Um, a few weeks ago, decriminalized marijuana in Tennessee. Anybody, go back to my old Instagram post, check out, and go to mpp.org and write your senators because Tennessee doesn't have an incentive voter process. So any law that we expect to change when it comes to, like, marijuana, cannabis, uh, you have to write your senators, and you have to get them to – you have to lobby – for these type of efforts. We could wait for the federal government to come come in and do it, but being that prohibition took over a decade after it was ratified within two years of prohibition existing, you know, it might be a while before we get marijuana off of Schedule 1. And just to give a little information on prohibition, prohibition lasted from 1920 to 1933. The illegalization of manufactured transportation and the sale of alcohol was passed by the United States in 1917. But in 1919, an amendment was ratified by three-quarters of the nation states required to make it constitutional. So if that took that long for alcohol to become legal, we're going to have to be, we're going to either need more lobbying or we're going to have to wait more time for this shit to happen on a federal level. So I just encourage anybody to go to mpp.org and send your senator an email stating that marijuana should be decriminalized. One last fact that I'll leave you is Tennessee is one out of 19 states that continues to punish simple possession with jail time. I'm going to leave you all with that. My name is Drew Rob. This is episode 25. I had a great time. Listen, keep tuning in because we're going to have many more conversations. Like I said, we have so much more things in store. And I cannot wait to give you guys my creative ability and put it out here on this platform. So with that being said, man, like we always do at this time, we're going to tune out. We're going to tap back in next week. And we're just going to keep it rocking like that. All right, y'all. Peace. Yeah. I'm back, bitch. Wise people. It's safe to say. It ain't safe to say. But I'm about to say a whole lot. I'm going to start by saying this, though. Uh, it's too dirty to play it safe I stay out the way Niggas get stuck in their ways Hey, I know it's okay But one day You the big dog You the shot call The tick off The pill give a nigga withdrawals But the only thing I owe you on is money The proof is in the pudding She's nothing more than the cum rag So sad you, you don't know the steps To get your hoe back She digging my style She wanna give me clarity TTG when they come to get a check, right? You better not hesitate, bitch Complete the mission, ho Get commissioned if you do that shit with a smile I hit a lick and I was smiling all the way home But It's been a long day Been a long week And we gon' fucking beat By any means